0: Mind over matter, overcompensating, overstatements, crookedness relating, the souls churn in return, mental overstimulation, one word, riveting, it tethers my pilot, streams that are promised to make seeking less. brad johnson glad to um finally um i've met you now and uh we're on the way to get acquainted um it's great to have absolutely you. Uh, thank absolutely. you so much alex it's great to meet you as well and thanks for having me thanks so much man i appreciate you giving me some of your time yep um so brad johnson two times best-selling author and also dating coach and so, I, want to, sure. I want to claim on that one dating coach uh, we we'll leave that to later <laughs> but um could you tell us yep. more about um your books being a best-selling author um your experience and perhaps a little bit a little brief briefing on the dating coach as well absolutely so yeah i've been
1: writing for probably 11 to 12 years now in a professional context i guess so I've always been a creative guy. I play drums in a couple bands as well. So I've always just been someone who's, yeah, been participating in the arts and just uh, being an independent creator. So I think around college age is when I first started realizing like, hey, I'm actually not just interested in writing, but I've gotten feedback that I'm actually pretty good at just, you know, forming sentences and putting together written documents and stuff. So I think that was like the catalyst that led me to pursuing it more as a career and wanting to self-publish several books so yeah when i was younger i really just wrote lyrics and you know poetry as well i have an old poetry book up on amazon called tomes of a healing heart and that's still one of my favorite um things i've ever created it's not something that has been uh you know, like a business success per se, but it didn't need to be, right? It was just for creative, uh, being a creative outlet and expressing myself. So yeah, that's kind of where everything started. And I went on to write a self-development book. And that's that's been where a lot of my writing has been focused, both as an author and just producing content on Quora and lifehack.org. So I wrote a book called Ignite Your Beacon. And that's essentially like a very detailed journey through basically why do you believe what you believe, here's how to put it into action, and here's how to sustain it throughout the rest of your life. So uh, that was kind of my my first big project, I guess, from a self uh, self-publishing perspective. And yeah, as far as where I am today, being an author for a dating book, I I'm an introverted guy by nature, so I like the writing and the creative stuff has come pretty naturally to me, but I honestly if you asked me even like two or three years ago like do you think you'd ever write a book on this topic I would probably laugh at the at the thought of that because I just never saw myself as someone who might uh, like coach other men on like how to be more successful with women and how to have more momentum in their dating lives but it's really been a journey of like my own life story of kind of feeling like I wasn't very confident in my own life in that regard and then basically learning and trying and experimenting and ultimately putting everything i've learned into this new book that's releasing in january so
0: yeah that's very interesting man that's very interesting um thank you you you, you did ask me you did you do answer the question i was i was thinking about like did you indulge in poetry as well so i was um uh, it was good to hear. It was good to hear that you, you know, that's part of your skill set in a sense. And you experimented with it. Um, Absolutely. So, so in in a sense, you're pretty much uh, you're pretty much a creative, not necessarily just um, for a one type of writing. You're pretty much a creative, and you pretty much you're very open to different craft, different skill set within that realm, in a sense.
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely true. I think. I've personally found that that's pretty true of a lot of creatives. I know a lot of musicians who are also graphic designers or uh, writers who happen to be like engineers as well. Uh, I mean, engineering is I think both a creative and a technical discipline, but yeah, I, I would definitely say that's true of me too. I, I've just always been fascinated by the arts and I was thankful, uh, thankful and fortunate to grow up in a home where my parents gave me the opportunity to pursue that at a young age as well. And, really just it started just playing in bands back in high school and you know now it's it's the same but just at a more elevated professional level and um but yeah i think as a writer kind of going back to your original question and point is i think great writers have a lot of different styles that they pull from whether it's fiction poetry nonfiction. i've even learned things from reading technical manuals which i don't know how many writers uh can say the same, but I think there's something to be found in, in every form of art, yeah.
0: I would agree with that. Um, I, I, I'm a, I'm a person that pays a lot of attention, well, pay attention to science, and sometimes, even when I'm, I'm writing, I do get inspiration from just um, the scientific aspect just coming from that, or even just like, I, I think, I, I, basically, I agree with what you're saying. I, I think um, you can go, go come from so many different um, aspects and facets of um, I think at the end of the day when you're creative you make anything part mm-hmm. that's the essence of it um, it's just having knowledge of self and having knowledge of your creativity and how to kind of coerce and manipulate to make people almost see the beauty that you see in a sense Absolutely. Um, that you're experiencing you know um, there's so many ways to kind of coerce it or turn it to show a different side of things you know um, sometimes that even leads me to ponder sometimes to almost understand or maybe get a different outlook on certain Um, characters in a story like say for example the villain and i'll be like i know i'm supposed to hate this character i know i'm supposed to dislike this character but i wonder i start to ponder you know what made him who he is and that's almost like a intrigue for me in the story when i want to almost read about i pay more attention to the villains because I really want to understand some of the things that cultivate them to be who they are in the here and now and I think those are some of the intriguing things about writers where of course you know somebody is a villain but when you can when you can see the beauty in something that's supposed to be bad for you in a sense or a bad person you know um, it's almost like a different level of uh objectivity within creativity you know it's a science mm-hmm. to it so um i do agree with a lot of you what lo, lo, like you're saying um okay i have i have a quote for you so let's sure. just you know this is uh poetry and then um i have some more questions Um as it goes sounds good I persist in the dark, like the shadows that convinced your mind they never exist. Though I know better, so no matter, we respond in kind like the sweetest mist. Driven by the cane, for I enlist the sweetest main. Driven to a dominance of my words, now all you see is the alphabets wearing main. Like a lion in the frame, working on my focus, thus I'm stuck on lion's mane bringing me focus like i've just caught the eye of the sweetest dame though now all i want to do is cultivate working on my clean slate thus certain habits i can't repeat um that, that's that's uh, that's that's, <laughs> that's all i cooked today um any thoughts that's awesome
1: yeah i had a feeling that that was from uh from you um it seemed like something i mean we've this is our first time talking but i've uh gotten a little bit familiar with some of your work as well and that there's definitely there's yeah there's definitely a distinct um approach there yeah i yeah one of the first things i noticed is there's definitely an emphasis on uh rhyme and and having that last word or the last word or so rhyme which is definitely uh you know one of the aspects of a lot of poetic works so that's that's awesome another thing that stood out to me in that short passage that you read is there's kind of to me at least it seems like there's kind of this 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 call and response almost like this tension of like there's something here but it's also out of my grasp or there's something that i see but it's also kind of far away so yeah that's kind of my that's my first impression of that that's interesting that's
0: interesting that's interesting but I, I suppose um to sum this up is it or to sum my um part of the way I like to create is more is it's it's almost like um there's a premise or there's an idea and I've pretty much tried to explore different facets to that idea and almost almost open that world up to somebody so they can see what I see in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um but absolutely. there's a little bit more that I, I, I um, would like to share. You also mentioned um, a dating coach. Could you um speak more on that?
1: Yeah, so that is absolutely. Thanks for asking. That's a brand new venture for me. So this this book that I'm releasing in January 2024 will be the the first kind of major step into doing that. And something specific that I'm seeking to do with this dating coach venture which is called zero nonsense dating is it's kind of already implied in the name there like I feel like there's a lot of um there's a lot of just nonsense out there when it comes to dating advice and and just the the world of um yeah I guess just dating relationships between humans so I I've also noticed a lot of a lot of dating advice can be geared towards people who are naturally extroverted and there's nothing wrong with being extroverted, but a lot of introverts, especially introverted men, such as myself, uh, we can feel like we're like overlooked as far as if it's, if it's an area of your life that you're looking to become strong in, um, it's, there's definitely an, an aspect of like, people expect you to be outgoing, to be confident, to be just, just openly, um, openly successful in, in the way that you handle yourself right and so I think similarly to how Susan Cain's book quiet was like it became this global phenomenon of like introverts actually have strengths and we actually have tendencies and preferences that uh, the extroverted world at large tends to overlook I have kind of been on a similar journey as as far as if you went back 10 years and then compared like you know myself in my early 20s to being in my 30s it's it's a very different it's a very different person, right like I've I've learned that you don't have to change who you are. Um, you have great values, interests and tendencies just as the person that you are and I think that's something that really just gets overlooked in in the men's dating advice market. so yeah still still kind of building everything up but I'm excited to see you know where things will be in maybe a year or two. Mm. that's interesting that's interesting
0: so are you saying you pretty much um you've worked with a lot of men in general to kind of give dating advice and stuff like that so in
1: yeah in full transparency like as a actual business it's still something that i'm i'm building i'm using i'm going to use the book as kind of like the the loss leader if you will from a marketing perspective but it's also i think it's something that will really start like great conversations and it'll be just a really good entry point for me to be able to continue to like build a clientele. Mm -hmm. I have, there's been, there's been a couple of friends that I've advised along the way. And I've learned a lot from that too, because everybody is on a different stage of their journey, right? Some people are uh, it's like, Oh, I'm going on lots of dates, but nothing's really sticking. I like, there's no one that I'm interested in and like the, you know, there's also the reverse of that of like oh I'm interested in such and such woman but she's not interested in me you know so there's there's kind of like a lack of just connection there but it can also be people who are like I don't I want to spend the rest of my life with someone but I don't even know the first thing about how to ask someone out on a date or like what that looks like or how to do that right and and uh I don't know if you've listen to um the chris williamson modern wisdom podcast he tends to talk a lot about similar topics on his show where it's very like um men are really struggling with this especially young men like more than they ever have before and there's a lot of reasons for that and that's something that i try to unpack a little bit in the book so i can kind of lay some context for everything else that comes after that but yeah we're just we're seeing a, a pretty interesting cultural, economic, societal shift towards men are struggling with this more than ever, and so I'm hoping to
0: help as many men as I can with that. That's, that's very interesting. Um, For sure. Okay, so I'd like to get your thought on a few questions I have um, sure. made from, even from an observatory uh, point of view. Um, what are some of the common traits you experience in um, that uh, most men are in need of working on as an individual
1: yeah absolutely so I think one that comes to mind pretty quickly is men often feel like they need to impress a woman and it's it's natural for anyone to want to be impressive and to be impressed on a first date that's typically what leads to a second third and fourth right yeah. but men uh some men are in the mindset of oh I need to show like how successful I am I need to like overexert exert that and be like oh this is how much money I make or check out this car that I drive those things certainly help I mean women are looking for resourceful men but most women are going to be turned off by that because it's it's kind of a bravado of just like look how great i am and there's there's no real sense of like giving giving women the opportunity to discover that naturally right yeah the um the idea is really that you you want to you want to give women the opportunity to see that just as part of your natural life rather than you having to show it because it's almost like then it then it creates the impression that you feel like you have something to prove so that's one i think another thing that a lot of men can fall into the the trap of is treating a treating a date like it's an interview like just asking a lot of informationally based questions like where do you work uh where do you go to school how old are you um you know just just very like very black and white you know straightforward questions like that All that stuff has its place, you know, if if you're going to get to know her and she's going to get to know you, that stuff will naturally just come to the surface. But um, women are looking for and this this is something that for us men, it can be it can be tougher for us to figure out. But women are looking for like a natural emotional connection. And that's usually that's usually the result of just naturally getting to know someone through other conversational topics. So instead of treating it like it's an interview, you could maybe start with, I mean, conversations are are based on questions and answers. So there's definitely a balance to be found. But you could start with something like, tell me about the last trip you went on, you know, and that's, that's like, just an opportunity for her to share a little bit more about herself. But it, it gives you um, the opportunity to see, like, how can you build that common ground in a natural way. So yeah, I think um so those are two. I'm trying to think of maybe a third thing, but I think you know, adding some creativity, speaking of being a creative, you you have more options available to you for taking women on dates than like ever before, right? There's there's all the like traditional ideas of like let's just get dinner, let's get let's get a cup of coffee, let's go to the bar, let's go to the movies, whatever. All that stuff is like just kind of bland these days for for doing a lot of uh first dates there's there's been this viral you might have seen it too but there's been this like viral list going around on social media of like women are refusing to go to xyz places for their first dates yeah Um, yeah (laughs) yep i find that pretty funny but it's also true at the same time because it's like i if i were a chick like i probably would have been asked out to all those places a million times as well right so it's like every time i've gone on a first date it's not like it has to be this groundbreaking like hey let's go skydiving like no maybe not like maybe not for a first date right unless you're a really adventurous person and your date is as well then go for it but try to invest some thought into like what could i do that's like a little bit more um interesting than just all those things that i just mentioned so
0: Mm, that's interesting that's interesting um i'm just i'm just thinking about it here. uh i i do i do agree with what you're saying the only thing i'm thinking about is um the personality you know um mm-hmm. where does your personality fits into all these technicalities Mm-hmm. comes to what you you're kind of how to kind of almost um, entertain or you know get to know somebody where does a man's personality fits into all this because I think at the end of the day you know that should be the epitome of um, the emotional connection where does that yeah, fit?
1: yeah absolutely that's a great follow up question by the way I think that's a really important aspect to address, and and if you're someone like me, introverted and, and tends to be an overthinker, it can be something that, for me, is is hard to like, not think about when I'm, I'm I'm engaged now, so it's not like I'm going on other other dates with other people. That's, but nice. that's very big. Thank you, I appreciate it, but putting myself back in those shoes when I was still uh, single or just dating? Um, that's a it's a really good point. So it's like basically what I would recommend is doing something that you're naturally excited about. So perfect example from my own life. Um, yeah, I was I was messaging a girl on an app and I was like, um, I I've always loved mini golf, but I just there was this new place that opened up and I was like, I really want to go and see what it's all about, right? And to me, that's like a really fun low stakes opportunity to just get to know someone see what they're like in the real world and the the big thing for me was like it kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off the conversation for both myself and whoever I was going out on a date with and she responded in a way where it was like oh no like that's so silly like I would never do that and I was I was kind of like taken aback because it's like okay like I'm just offering something fun to do. But if you don't care, then I don't really care either, right? So, um, yeah, she she was just not interested in that at all. So it's like, that's fine. Like, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea and they're not going to be your cup of tea either, right? Like, you have to find, you have to be patient enough to find people who you're authentically interested in and vice versa. But, yeah, I think just having a good sense of self is... and uh, and I'm not talking about self-esteem I think it's more like self-awareness in this sense of like knowing that you're not trying to put on a show you're not trying to do something that you're again it goes back to the idea of like don't do something to just impress her do it because you actually think it's a fun and cool and relaxing idea and so even if that's something very simple like let's just go for a walk right like hey I would love to get to know you um, whatever it ends up being but Try not to, yeah, try not to do anything that, that feels like it's different from what you would normally do as yourself. And that's really what allows someone's natural personality to shine.
0: Yes, uh, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head to an extent. Uh, I heard something I was I was listening for, in terms of like, you, you want to kind of, of course, try maybe meet halfway or, you know, hop, put a hand out to almost meet some that person, you know, at somewhere. By the end of the day, it's almost like you've got to be yourself. I, I think that's 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 one of the biggest things. Um. Mm-hmm. By anything, if you're not being yourself, I think that's a that's an. Pending ill, like you know, that's a loss waiting to happen in a sense. So you have to understand the situation and the dynamics and know that you're not pretty much the delay and the inevitable, if this is not going to work in a sense uh, you're probably not, it's probably not going to change um, you know you waiting or to, to, to stop it. it's probably not going to change later on in a sense, so I think uh, my opinion, a big part of it is being yourself and understanding that you know the situation. Um, it 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 warrants you um, being yourself. And when when you go away from that, I think it's almost like it's it's to your own detriment. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And in some and in certain instances, you have to be unapologetic mm-hmm. about being you. Oh, absolutely. I
1: could not agree more. There's there's a level of like women are naturally attracted to men who are just living, living their life because that's their life. Like I'm excited about who I am. I'm excited about where my life is going. I have, I have a lot of things going for me. I'm, I'm just speaking of like, you know, just how healthy men would generally think of themselves, you know? And it's, yeah, it's, it's not about being perfect. It's not about getting everything right. In fact, I think there's an attractiveness in like, attractiveness uh from women to men of like you don't always have to get it right and you're not always going to get it right but you you took that action anyways right and that's that's definitely one of the kind of I think unspoken secrets in a way of of just men's dating challenges is like we're we're looking for the right answers we're looking to to do the thing that we think will Uh, make her happy or impress her but it's like no she just wants someone to lead right you should be leading she should be following but um, yeah absolutely being being unapologetically you there's I, I believe there's something in everybody and you know for the sake of this conversation and there's something in every man like that he can be proud of of like you know come what may this this is the life that I'm
0: living this is who I am right so yeah that's right That's right. Um, The other thing I wanted to ask you is, uh, what do you think is the most important thing, or or, or for a man to covet, or almost um, cultivate um, Mm. about himself or himself? Yeah, to uh, allow to grow and blossom in a sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a really that's a good one. Um I think there's a lot that could be said about that question, but I'll try to I'll try to narrow it down to yeah, just one, maybe two things, but yeah, maybe two things.
0: Most j I was just thinking about the top two per se.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um hmm. I think I think resilience is really important. I think resilience is important for anybody but I think it's particularly important for men because men are going to the societal expectation that is placed on pretty much every man is to perform provide and protect right that's whether it's for yourself your loved one your family all the above there's a lot of like taking responsibility and action that comes from that and everyone's going to fail at some point right but that that resilience of like it's okay like i i missed the mark this time or something went wrong and or maybe this completely blew up in my face right everything in between there's a whole spectrum just like there's a spectrum of success there's a spectrum of failure too but i think yeah having that resilience of like i'm i'm going to get up tomorrow and keep going that's that's very important and yeah i would say like Sacrifice, you know, something I've been thinking about more just in general is like as an individual becomes more successful, more opportunities come your way and you have to decide like what's going to be what's going to be like the right choice versus just a good choice. There's a famous business book um, called Good to Great by Jim Collins and it's famous. He's famous for saying like the good is the enemy of the great. And I think in the world that we live in today, like there's more choices and options than ever before. Yes. But you know, just because you do one thing doesn't mean that it's the right choice for your life at the right time. So yeah, I think and that and that goes for dating relationships as well. As you become more successful in attracting women and taking women out on dates and seeing what all that is about, um, you know, you end up having a lot of options. But it's like, I want to find the person that's right for me. So yeah, resilience and um yeah sacrifice
0: I, I would i would agree with those two that they're very important um man I, I think there was something especially in a woman's eyes there was something about a man that never stops it's adamant about continuing persistence mm-hmm. um just just persevering through anything You know it's it's um there's power in that yeah um absolutely um well said the one thing i would ask you is where do you think discipline fits into everything we're speaking about pertaining to men sure so
1: yeah discipline you know discipline self-discipline in all of its forms that is extremely important as well i think that's i think discipline might even be the the value that leads to these other values that we have just discussed and um yeah i think every man has to find within himself the the reason and the opportunity to be self-disciplined because whether people whether anyone you know and specifically a man whether a man grows up with or without a father there is going to come times in his life where it's like okay you're the man of the house now like whether it's you're taking care of a family a younger brother or sister whatever it may be um or it's just like you have an opportunity in front of you academically professionally whatever you have to be you have to have that that voice inside your head that says like i'm going to make this happen for me and like you said like at at all costs right because there are plenty of times in any man's life where it's like it's time to it's time to rise to the challenge and to see it through even if it costs you dearly so um yeah i hope i hope that answered your question i I
0: think it did definitely definitely i i i think where i was coming from with the question with is is um to me it's almost like um it's almost a fuel it's almost like the glue that keeps everything, the machine going, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Especially as, uh, 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 in my experience as a man, you know, um, when everything is goes kaput, and mm-hmm. especially inside where, you know, you're in a bad place, I, I always find that's the only thing that really keeps you going. Mm-hmm. When you have nothing to keep going for, you do it anyway. Um, do, do you get what I mean? But it's almost absolutely. It's it, in that sense. It's almost like you cultivate so many different traits, including the ones that we just spoke about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I no, I completely agree. It's yeah. It that reminds me of a um, I think it was a Teddy Roosevelt quote where he said something like, "It's it's when I." I, I don't have it prepared on me right right off the the cuff here but uh it was something to the effect of like what you said where it's like when there's no other reason to go on like the cur- courage doesn't come from having a reason to press on it's it's like choosing to press on that that gives you courage something to that effect right so yeah it's kind of like when when the tank is empty that's when it's more time to really just like make this happen cuz you
0: don't have another
1: choice. Your choices have been removed. So, yeah, well said.
0: well I, I'm trying to remember a quote uh, by by Roosevelt. I think it was no, no. I don't think it was Roosevelt. I think um it was an English uh uh I can't remember his name, but it was something about basically saying that if if you're going through if keep going and if you're going through the hell, just keep going anyway or something like that <laughs> right right it, it leaves me right now but um, another quote that came to me was um, Muhammad Ali and it was more like a. Um, it was more anecdotal I think he was trying to say that you know he would go through and he was trained and he would do like say you know sit ups and stuff like that and he was, his thing was he wouldn't start counting um, the reps that you would do until they start to burn until they start to hurt so that's when mm. that's when it's almost like that's when they really matter right you know and and I, I think you know that, that you could take a lot from that in in, in, ter- in terms of like when you're speaking about a person it's almost like who are you when things really matter do you still do the same things do you still do what you're expected to do right i would imagine that's that's one of the biggest thing that women try to almost see or predict in males in men absolutely that's yeah that's
1: a that's another big unspoken thing and i say unspoken in in the general sense because i think there are definitely some Um, just other authors, podcasters, relationship coaches that are starting to, I guess, speak more about these things. But that's, that's so true. Because, yeah, a a woman in her natural state is someone who wants to follow and someone who wants to trust and be, be feminine, right, which means to basically be fully open and and released to her man. And so for a man, yeah, he has to be has to be tough that every man has to have a degree of thick skin it doesn't mean being coarse or calloused to the point that you can't understand your woman's emotional needs and and to help meet them because that's I think another thing that other types of men struggle with is like you do actually have to care about not just providing for her materially and physically but also emotionally and mentally as well but again that's kind of that persistence of like it's the man's responsibility to figure out what needs to be done and to have that confidence of taking action of like, I don't always know what the right answer is going to be or what, how this is going to turn out, but I'm going to lead and I'm going to be that that rock, right? That center of just determination and stability, really. I think that's, yeah, women are looking for someone they can trust and who has A track record and a future of stability and uh, trustworthiness
0: confidence Uh, that's what i heard when you went with with the last um few lines that you were saying confidence um not only persistence but confidence Mm -hmm. and what i gather from what you said is almost like betting on yourself Mm -hmm. so in essence whatever happens I know I'm gonna figure it out, and because of that, I'm betting on myself. And 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 by default, you're you're basically saying she can bet on you too. Yes, you know that's um that's a very that, that's very powerful as well. Um, Absolutely, you know, I think that takes so much growth, so much. Um, Knowledge of oneself. So when somebody asks you specific questions, it's almost like chess. You, your ten move, you can see ten moves at one time. As soon as the, you hear the question, where you can give a concise answer. So, so, yeah. so, so that it's it's, 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 it's it's literally a yes or a no, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, that's a really good point too. I think having yeah having so much certainty in your ability to trust yourself not only leads to a woman's like decision to trust you but also like yeah having a simplicity of decision making as well where you're not constantly fretting about something or or being in a state of indecision I think I think most women would rather go with a man who's um, okay with potentially making the wrong decision than not making a decision at all so
0: very much so very much so yeah, yeah. Chad, it has been, um, sorry, Brad. It's brother. all good. <laughs> no worries. I, I don't know why I keep messing the name up, but Brad, Brad, um, it has been great speaking with you. I would, um, I really enjoyed the conversation we're having. and I think uh, it's important, um, especially for men that are looking for, just to hear this type of conversation. Um... I would love to have you back when you released your book. And perhaps we can speak a bit more and um, you know share a bit more. Thank you so much and take care, Brad. Mind over matter, overcompensating, overstatements, crookedness related, the soul's churn in return, mental overstimulation one word riveting it terrors my pilot streams that are promised to make seeking less